0: Hello, my name is Celeste, and I think reading and meditation have a lot in common. In reditations, we combine them. Today, we're looking at Cat's Cradle and how stories shape us. So grab a cup of tea, make your way to a comfy seat, and let's reditate. In the last episode, we talked about how we use stories to help make sense of life. Stories, not facts, are our brain's way of creating meaning. But the effects of stories extend far beyond the walls of our skulls. Stories influence everything we do. How do words and stories transform into real-life impact? That's what we're going to talk about today. Let's start by looking at Bokanonism, the religion practiced by almost everyone on the island of San Lorenzo, where most of the story of Cat's Cradle takes place. Bokanonism was created to be total hogwash. Even its founder and its followers know that. But Vonnegut writes in chapter 4, quote, anyone unable to understand how a useful religion can be founded on lies will not understand this book either. Bokanon does understand exactly how a useful religion can be founded on lies, and he goes to show just how useful those lies can be. In a Bokanonist poem cited in chapter 58, he writes, quote, I wanted all things to seem to make some sense, so we could all be happy, yes, instead of tense. And I made up lies so that they all fit nice, and I made this sad world a paradise. Bokanonism was created as a tool to make a dire situation more palatable even though it was openly founded on falsities, it was quickly and universally adopted on the island. Why? Well, it certainly wasn't because people believed it was true. It became popular because people found it meaningful. What makes a story meaningful? I think a story that's meaningful is one that transforms into more than just words. It transforms into beliefs and values. And those things transform into behaviors. So when I say that Bocanonism was meaningful to the people of San Lorenzo, I don't mean it was just a story they enjoyed. I'm saying that it fundamentally changed the way they thought and behaved, and by doing that, it shaped the course of history. That is how a useful religion can be founded on lies. This phenomenon, of course, isn't unique to *Cat's Cradle*. It's recorded over and over again in our own history books. The stories where humans have found meaning, including religion, nationalism, racism, and other powerful cultural forces have shaped our behavior since the beginning of time. The stories we've chosen to believe have in turn helped write our own human history. And still today, every story that makes up our worldview ultimately impacts the world we view because we all live by stories we are each instruments of change whether we mean to be or not each little story contributes to a greater one back to Bokanon in his scriptures he prophecies several events that then take place in real life but we know he's just a guy who's making up all of this on the fly so how does he get so much of it right I think it's because he knows that stories don't only interpret the world, they also prescribe it. Literally, the word prescribe means to write before. And stories both respond to what came before them and create what comes after them. That's the process that turns Bokanon's words into reality. It's not sacred magic, but a simple case of cause and effect. Bokanonists use their religion to guide their thoughts and actions. So it's no wonder that the world they live in ends up looking like the world Bokanon writes about. Knowing this, it's easy to further vilify Bokanon. After all, the world he predicted or even prescribed is not a pretty one. But it's rash to suggest that Bokanon had all the power to determine the course of San Lorenzo's story. Then he really would be a god. It seems to me that at least part of the story that Bokonon tells is not prescriptive, but simply descriptive, based on what he understands about how the world works. So where's the line between prescription and description? Is Bokonon partially responsible for the world ending the way it did because he wrote about it beforehand? Or was he just the canary in the coal mine? This question calls to mind another one. The age-old question does life imitate art, or does art imitate life? The way I read it, Cat's Cradle seems to answer yes to both. Take this passage from chapter 5, when Newt recalls a childhood event in a letter. He writes, quote, Father took the string from around the manuscript of a novel that a man in prison had sent him. My father never read the book, I'm pretty sure. As I say, All he wanted from that manuscript was the string. He must have surprised himself when he made a cat's cradle out of the string, and maybe it reminded him of his own childhood. He all of a sudden came out of his study and did something he'd never done before. He tried to play with me. He went down on his knees on the carpet next to me, and he showed me his teeth, and he waved that tangle of string in my face. See? 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 He asked. Cat's cradle. See the cat's cradle? See where the nice pussy cat sleeps? Meow. Meow. The string is part of at least five different stories within just this paragraph. In one context, the string is the physical, tangible object that binds a story together. It's an object of everyday life literally giving shape to art. But in this same paragraph... Newt's father takes the string in his hands and contorts it into shapes he knows thanks to centuries-old tales behind the game of Cat's Cradle. According to one source, quote, each culture seems to have its own names for similar string figures. The names of the figures can tell us much about these cultures, what was important to them spiritually, what kind of animals they had, what pictures they saw in the stars at night, and other significant beliefs. Some string games even included stories. In the moment that Newt's father twists the string into a cat's cradle, his fingers are guided by thousands of years of his ancestors' stories. In that instant, his life is shaped by their art. And thousands of years before, these ancestors' stories were shaped by the lives they led. It's an infinite cycle. We determine stories, and they determine us. In chapter 5, Felix Henniker asks, Why should I bother with made-up games when there are so many real ones going on? The answer, I think, is that they are the same game. In Newt's words, there's no damn cat and no damn cradle. But we can't deny that the story of the cat's cradle is powerful and present, something we can almost hold in our own two hands, even though it's a product of our imagination. The same is true of Bokanonism. It's only words, and at the same time, it creates real impact. I would argue that the same is true for the book Cat's Cradle itself. Nothing in this book is true, Vonnegut admits himself, and still, it is the reason I am sitting here talking to you right now. Let's (laughs) reditate. Begin with some deep breaths. Find the deepest breath you've taken all day. Let's start to tune in to how you're feeling. On your next breath sense your head your scalp your face and see if you can find a word to describe how they feel if you can you can say it aloud or in your mind and if there isn't a word for that right now that's okay With your next deep breath, scan your neck and shoulders. Is there a word that you can find for how they're feeling? Are they tense or loose? If there's a word, say it aloud or in your mind. Now scan your arms and your hands are they clenched or relaxed with another deep breath move down to your chest use that breath to look and see if there's a word that comes to you to describe how you feel in your chest. Is it open or tight or heavy? Keep breathing and move down to your belly and do the same thing. Look for that word if it's there. On your next breath, move to your hips. And finally, scan your legs all the way down to the tips of your toes. We all have an inner narrator who describes and prescribes for us just like Bokanon describes and prescribes the fate of San Lorenzo. We meet our own narrator every time we notice a thought. On your next breath, notice what comes to your mind. Maybe it's a flood of everything Or maybe you have a thought drought right now, and both are okay. The next time you have a thought, simply notice it. You don't have to listen to it, just notice it. Let's do this together in a few moments of quiet. Remember, you don't have to listen, just hear. Now ask yourself, What kind of narrator do I hear today? What kind of stories am I telling myself? You might, for example, hear a stressful thought about how busy you are today. Or you might notice that you're worried about something. Just notice those thoughts, let them come as they are, and notice the stories that they bring with them. Let's keep breathing together. Stay with your breath. And let's imagine something Together, we are at Frank's house on the island of San Lorenzo with our characters, John, Julian, Newt, and Angela. You're there to look at Newt's painting, the newest in his collection. Then, Julian and Angela Go to Newt's painting. Julian makes a pinhole of a curled index finger and squints at the painting through it. What do you think of it? You ask him. It's black. What is it, hell? He says. It means whatever it means, says Newt. You look at the painting, too. It's black. That's true. But you don't see what Julian sees. What do you see? What other stories does this painting tell you with its blackness? Do you imagine it as space, or velvet, as quiet, or water, or nothing at all? What else do you see swirling within it? How does the painting shape your thoughts, and how do your thoughts shape the painting? Take a minute just to look at it. Take another deep breath with me. And still looking at the painting... Now picture your day swirling on Newt's canvas. What does it look like? Is it crowded with movement or is it open? Is it full of color or is it black and white? Imagine it for a moment. Let's keep breathing. without forming judgments or following the stories too closely. What stories are your thoughts telling you about what you see? What do you think of this painting of your day? In the words of our beloved Mona, the Queen of San Lorenzo, Remember that it is not possible to make a mistake here. Just ask yourself, what stories are my thoughts telling me now? Approach it with curiosity and keep breathing. Let's experiment with these stories a little bit. These stories of your day. What happens when you imagine this painting of your day through a different filter? A different pair of glasses, maybe. See maybe if there are any colors emerging in the black and white. Or look for stillness amidst movement and busyness. Or movement within stillness and quiet. Find places of beauty. Remember, it is not possible to make a mistake. Let's take a moment to admire this painting. And keep breathing. With this new experimental pair of glasses, what do the stories of your thoughts sound like? What do you think of this picture of your today? Did you notice things that were already there, or did new things appear? See if your internal narrator is describing or prescribing your day. And notice how you're both seeing this picture and at the same time you are painting it. At this point, it's not Newt's canvas anymore. This is your painting to create. This is your story to tell. Let's take some final breaths together. As we transition out of our meditation today, remember how the lens you look through changes what you see. It can unearth color amidst black and white, or stillness within movement. You are both painter and admirer. You are both character and author. You are made by stories, and you make them. So what's next? Now that we've explored how stories shape us, we'll talk about how we shape stories in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked today's meditation, I would love it if you subscribed. And of course, you can also show even more support by visiting my Patreon page and by visiting my website at reditationspodcast.com, where you will be able to keep up to date with all the latest happenings and see what's coming up next. Until then, happy reading.